Welcome to the Ask Me How I Know podcast, the only podcast in the multifamily niche replicating what takes place outside the walls of a seminar. This is like the lobby where honest, unscripted conversations take place and transformation happens. We'll talk about practical problem solving in the multifamily niche, as well as overcoming limiting beliefs. Thank you for joining us today and now for our featured guest. As always, there's something in life that always gets my brain cooking and it always leads me down the mindset hole. And so as I was thinking today more about mountain biking, because I just cannot even wait, (laughs) I was thinking about some of the elements that I love and the elements that have made me successful and how that has affected my mindset. You see... Back when I was younger, I was not a very nice person. I mean, I was always nice and like kind and everything, but I'm going to tell a story and the one person that's out there, he will, he will know. And we can now laugh about it, but at different times, the story is painful for one, both, or either of us. So here's a quick little story. Once upon a time, I was um, getting ready to meet a friend. He was finishing up the John Muir Trail, and he was finishing it on the Yosemite Valley side of life. And that was near where I lived at the time. It was my backyard playground, if you will. We used to go out there all the time and could have been your little tour guide even. However, um, we were going to meet our friend, and I had another friend coming along. And it turns out that our friend that was joining me was not an athlete, was not an outdoorsy person, and had not really embraced this lifestyle that I had fully immersed myself in. And so here I am going up the saddle of this, you know, between two ridges and hiking up and it's really steep terrain. It was steep terrain for me but I was really bent on getting to the rendezvous point before the sun set. And, you know, here's how this went. This is really not the best, okay? It's going to show how far I've come and maybe help you out as well. So I just looked back and he's like, hey, can we, can we just take a break? Can we, like, catch our breath? And I said, yeah, you know, we really got to get to the rendezvous point, like, I don't want to be bear bait and I want to make sure that we meet up with our friends and everything. So how about this plan? How about I'll go a little bit slower and you go a little bit faster. I know it's so horrible. I mean, I was like 18 years old. That's my excuse. My excuse was I was 18 years old and I just figured everybody could conquer anything in life. <laughs> so anyhow, terrible, terrible response. Because what, I mean, it just completely discourages somebody. There are so many levels of wrong. So you could even tell me all the levels of wrong that it is. I, I'm just acknowledging right now, super wrong, wrong way of handling that. Um, but it actually led to a lot of personal growth early on in life because I realized like maybe a year later, oh gosh, that was a really bad way of managing that with um, this buddy. So fortunately, we can laugh about it. And it's kind of one of those stories now. A little bit of a sting still. But I was thinking about how I had that experience when I was 18. And I've had a lot of other outdoor experiences um, where I would climb and go to the top of peaks. One of my really good friends, she and I would go peak bagging. And we would just go conquer a couple peaks, you know, summit, drop down. And then we would go back to a cabin, 
and then go conquer another one the next day. And we did our backpacking and things like that. But we'd get to the top of these peaks. And I remember one day we were in um, you know, we were in South Lake Tahoe. And we had gone up one particular peak. And we get to the top. We get to the summit. And it is just packed. It was more packed than Half Dome. I've been at Half Dome many times. Like, just packed with people, okay? And you could barely get a picture of, you know, just you. You had to share the space with other people. And so, anyhow, we, you know, had our time on that. The next day, right, we go back down, we relax, get cleaned up. We're, you know, adults at this point, so we're eating a good dinner that night, slept, woke up, and went up this other peak, a more obscure peak. It's called Job's Peak. And we get to the top, and there is not a soul in sight. We're just up there. The wind is just swirling around. And there's this little book sitting there, you know, a log that you can register. And those are so fun to read, really entertaining. And we owned this space. It was all ours until some people came up and, you know, they were a little too hoity-toity for us, apparently. They didn't find me very... They, they were not, uh, they didn't get my humor. I was very much enjoying the little uh, book of everybody logging in because there were some good jokes in there. All this to say, when you get to the summit, right, who's there with you? What is the point? Like my friends and I, if it was my friend that I used to do the, have these experiences with or my husband or the group of people that I go mountain biking with now, if I get to that summit and I'm the only one there, that would really stink. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like some of my alone time. I'm very much into solo sports. Sounds kind of funny, right? Because I go out mountain biking with a group of people. So let me just take this another direction. Just bear with me. So I'm out mountain biking with this group of people. And we have sections where I might be alone. And you're just riding and you're in your own mental space or, you know, sometimes you can't hear each other and you're not talking. You're just, you're solo and you're alone. And you get to the top and <clears throat> you might just take a moment by yourself. But what I realized, especially last year on every mountain bike ride, was I couldn't have done it alone. You see, the old 18-year-old Julie, she would have thought, oh, yeah, you got this. And, hey, everybody, you better get on and get coming up here with me because we're going places. And I've realized throughout time that we can't get there on our own. Life is a team sport. And we have to have those people around us. And they encourage us and we encourage them. And they give us tips and tricks. Hey, kind of like this podcast does um, for investors. And so I get to the summit of these mountain bike rides and I get to have that accomplishment, that personal accomplishment of, yeah, I did this. This is amazing. Look at all the mountain ranges that I could see from, you know, this climb that I've done on my mountain bike. This is extraordinary. But then I can also look around and I can see the people that cheered me on, the people that didn't quit on me, the people that didn't leave me in the dust. Who are you leaving in the dust? Like, are you leaving a spouse in the dust? You leaving your kids in the dust? 
do you think that you can run the business better than your business partners? And so you're going to just like break away and, you know, show them and do your own thing. You say, we need each other. And when you get to the top, when you're at the summit for investors, when you have like thousands of doors that you are so excited about, are you going to look around and see people with you and say, I am so grateful to have shared this experience with you. We did this. We helped each other out and look what we were able to accomplish. Or are you going to look around and you're just going to be there all by yourself? You really need to evaluate what you want at the end. And you got to set yourself up right now for it. So the 18-year-old self, fortunately, has grown up quite a bit. The girl who loves solo sports has realized that you can be solo. That's okay. You can be solo. But I got to drop this. You got to have your Chewbacca and your R2-D2 and C3PO. I mean, like, you can be solo, but you got to have your people with you. So today, this week, please be thinking about how are you going to nurture, support, encourage, care, and receive it back from the people around you? They've got your back. Do you have theirs? And if they don't have your back, you're in the wrong place. You got to just like find some new people. Okay. (laughs) Let's just be real about that. (laughs) Anyhow, I hope that this finds you well. I would just absolutely be honored if you would subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe there, like do all that stuff because it seems weird, but this is kind of hard work and you put it out there in cyberspace and like, are the meta crawlers going to find it? So anyhow, will you help me out? That'd be awesome. It'd mean a lot to me. And until the next time, please go find your freedom. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of ask me how I know my guests are the most humble successes. So be sure to show them your appreciation by rating this episode five stars, which sounds silly, but let's be real ratings, likes, and shares. They take no time at all, but make all the difference in the world. If only to boost morale. Also, since I don't spend time on the how and why they got into investing, be sure to check out the show notes to get to know more about today's guests, including other podcasts they've been on that has a more traditional format that will give other details about their investment journey. It'll also tell you things like the most influential person in their life and what they're reading right now, as well as how to connect with them. And please subscribe and rate Ask Me How I Know so it reaches other listeners like you. Until next time, go find your freedom.